Have you found the keys to unlock your best trip? On a Trafalgar tour, you unlock more than just the world. We give you the key to let down your walls and make lifelong friends. The key to discovering hidden talents and fresh perspectives. From one-of-a-kind experiences to iconic destinations, Trafalgar gives you the keys to unlock your best self. Discover more at trafalgar.com slash unlock. That's T-R-A-F-A-L-G-A-R dot com slash unlock. Tour differently. Visit straighttalk.com. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds on 103.7 The Buzz. They with my boobay taste like Kool-Aid for the analyst. Girl, I can buy your Westie girl with my base stuff. I know that it's good Would you sit it on my taste plus. I get way too petty once you let me do the extras. Pull up on your block and break it down. We playing Tetris. AM to the PM, PM to the AM funk. Eat up your per diem. You just gotta hate them funk. If I quit your BM, I still rock Mercedes funk. If I quit this season, I still be the greatest funk. My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put a baby in a spiral. Soprano C, we like to keep it on the high note. It's levels to it, you and I know. Tell them be humble. Hold up, sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Welcome in Out of Bounds, live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Reggie Swinton. And if you want to get into the show today, you can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America live fan feedback. What's up, Todd? What's up, Reg? We had some uh, NFL playoff games yesterday that we're going to get into. What's going on, man? Yeah, we had some great games over the weekend, man. And uh, some exciting fans, some disappointed fans. But, hey, man, what a wonderful weekend it was to be a to be a football fan and to sit back and enjoy what took place over the weekend. Yesterday had the Bills taking on the Steelers. The Bills beat the Steelers 31-17. And the Bucks won 32-9 over the Eagles. And... Uh, just to get into the game with the Steelers and and uh, Bills, so the difference in the game may have been the two turnovers that Steelers had in the first half, where um, you had a fumble by George Pickens and then a pick in the end zone, and they actually got down twenty-one nothing with both Buffalo tight ends catching a touchdown. Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid. And the Bills were able to get out to a twenty-one nothing lead. Yeah, I think I think Pittsburgh came out a bit shaky in that game. Uh, looked like Buffalo came out ready to roll, knew what was on the line, what was at stake, and it looked like Pittsburgh came out a bit shaky. But I tell you what, they made it a game in the end because I thought at the beginning I said, "Oh, this is going to be a blowout," uh, especially after that pick that uh, that the QB threw on the, what, seven-yard line, I guess it was, bad throw. But, man, Pittsburgh showed their grit. They showed their grind, their their heart, and they came back and made it a game. But I'll tell you what broke it open, man, was that 56-yard run uh, by Josh Allen. That broke the game wide open right there and put it out of reach. And we do have a highlight of Josh Allen on that 52-yard touchdown run. Steps up, and he's going to get the first down. Oh, and there he goes. 
No one's going to get him. Incredible. Breaks it for the touchdown. 52 yards. Unbelievable. Josh Allen. Second and nine. Rush the middle. Sherfield was not down. Shakir not down. Inside the 10. Oh, what an effort. The play of the night. So the 52-yard touchdown run by Josh Allen, that was when the Bills went up 21-0. And um, there was something that was pointed out on that play. Now, at, at that time, it did seem like, you know, the game is, is well in hand. But it was still in the first half, and the Steelers were able to bounce back a bit where they and this was after the interception in the end zone. So they uh they had taken an opportunity away from themselves and then the Bills capitalized, went up twenty one nothing. They were able to get back in it on a block field goal and they got the ball in good position where they actually were able to score a touchdown and so at halftime they go in down twenty one nothing. But it was pointed out now, Ben Roethlisberger does a podcast, and he's, he watches games in real time. So you can kind of see his reaction as to what's happening on the game at the time. Didn't really catch on to this when it was in the moment, so in real time. But just going back to watch some of his comments, what he had to say, Josh Allen did a fake slide there. Now, that's something that's he not against the rules in the NFL, but... When it was done in college, and they did put a rule in place, then it was pointed out in the NFL, that's not going to fly there because guys are going to take your head off. And then we saw later in the game where Josh Allen actually did slide. One of the defenders came in to hit him, and they called a uh, they called a penalty there, roughing the passer or unnecessary roughness. And at that time, it was like you know the defender looked like he was committed, but they want to protect the quarterback at all times. It did look like he was about to slide, Joe. But when he saw that opening, he just took off, man. And, uh, you know, I thought I saw that, but I wasn't really sure. But now that you say that, and I replayed that back in my mind, it, it because that safety did slow down a little bit. <laughs> and so Josh took advantage of a rule that's not yet in place. But I tell you what, that, that very run right there, if it's continuously brought up on ESPN, the rules committee meal, they will go back over the offseason to make a change. Just because of that one run right there. Well, it's going to be handled and, and one of Joe. What w- Go ahead. And what was most impressive to me was, as big as Josh Allen was, did you see how he took off from those guys? Sure, he had one block, but man, he accelerated and he showed his his ability to break away from guys that you know have speed as well. So, man, Josh is a really good quarterback, and he he had did a really good job yesterday. And that's something that has changed with the Bills this year, too, and um, that's why they're having a little bit more success in the run game. First of all, they're getting James Cook involved, running with their running back, something that all teams do, and not running as much with Josh Allen. But that's what stood out, that they picked their spots. There were timely runs where he would have design quarterback runs, and on that one specifically, it was like everybody was covered, their backs are turned. Now's the opportunity to take off. But that does throw the defense off a little bit when they think that you're going, because the defense is already behind it anyway, in trying to hit these quarterbacks and or hit runners 
if they're going to slide or whatever the case may be, most time you see is with the quarterbacks. They're already behind it as far as where they can hit, when they can hit. They have to think through too much playing defense, and that is something that would throw you off. So it could be handled in one of two ways. It could be handled in a sense where the rules committee does get together and takes that out of the game, or it's going to get to the point where guys are going to take it into their own hands. They're going to pick up those personal fouls, but they don't want it to get to that point, and the refs definitely aren't going to let it get out of hand like that. Yeah, that's true, Joe. And I'm looking at, as a matter of fact, I'm watching ESPN now. Uh, I'm on the app. And I'm looking at it right now. They was in man-to-man defense and didn't have a quarterback, did not have a quarterback spy on Josh Allen. I don't know why you would go man-to-man and not have a spy on Josh Allen, knowing that he's, you know, he has the ability to break out and do what he did. Uh, I'm not sure if one of the uh, linebackers didn't get their call or they just didn't have a spy on him at all. But that was a smart, smart on that particular call. Yeah, um, man-to-man defense is always going to be tough whenever you do have to worry about the quarterback running, in a sense. But once again, it goes back to the Bills and being timely in the way that they decide, decide and design for Josh Allen to run. Now, looking ahead for the next game that the Bills would have to play, they played the last game of divisional round weekend against the Chiefs. And that's kind of a game that everybody is looking forward to and has looked forward to because we've seen these two teams match up in the playoffs quite a bit. This time, the difference is the Bills will get to host this game. Both teams are 11-6. and six. Now, you would think that the Bills would have an advantage going into the game because of the way they played one six in a row. Chiefs haven't necessarily looked great on offense. They're starting to get their footing and get some things going in the right direction. But the Bills suffered a lot of injuries, especially on defense and the interior of their defense. The Steelers were able to take advantage of it at times. You know that the Chiefs would do the same thing with Travis Kelsey and the way that they like to attack defenses at times. So this is going to be interesting because of the matchup, first of all, and the quarterbacks that are involved in the game. But then when you start looking at injuries on both sides, the Bills are... They're taking some some big-time injuries on that defensive side of the ball. And that's going to hurt because when you're going up against a Patrick Mahomes, um, a Travis Kelsey, um, uh, uh, what's number 10 name? Pacino, uh, Pacheco. Pacheco. I can't think of it. Pacheco. You got guys like that on that side of the ball that's really, uh, they can be effective in more ways than one, and you got injuries and you're decimated on that side of the ball. Patrick Mahomes is a guy you cannot give any kind of inch to because we all know how great he is, but when he knows you have a weakness, when he knows you're hurt somewhere, you think that him and Andy Reid is not going to sit back, watch that film, and explore, you know, guys who hadn't played that much or guys who are is not experienced. Um, you know, it's really hard right now for me to pick my uh, team who will win. But you know, it's 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 you know, it's going to be a home game, but. <clears throat> You know, weather would not be a factor, factor because both of those teams are used to cold weather. Uh, Joe, I don't know about this one. It, it, you know, it depends on if, if uh, Taylor Swift shows up, if Travis Kelsey decides to, <laughs> to want to impress her, whether she's at the game or not. You know, who knows, man. But I know the fans looking forward to a great weekend of football again that's coming up this weekend. Yes, they are. And the second game yesterday 
You had the Eagles taking on the Bucks. The Bucks were able to come away with a 32-9 victory. Now, with this game, you just saw the Eagles. They are just in disarray, and they have been for a while. And it continued. Now, they were down at one time 16-9, and it could have been a little bit closer at the time because they actually chose to go for two instead of kicking the, the point after because of a penalty. And this was the first time that you've seen the Eagles push being stopped effectively. It got stopped at the goal line as they were trying to go in for two. And uh, the score remained at the time 16-9, which you're talking about a one-score game. Don't even know why they were going for two in that situation. You're a, a yard closer to getting in, and a lot of teams choose to do that. But kick the point after, and you're within six points. It's not as if you were trying to make up some points anywhere. I think it's just the simple fact that they were the yard closer, uh, and they thought that you know they had been effective with the uh, the push for the majority of the year. So I, probability said, yeah, you probably make it in that instance. But when you get the the nose guard on the defense goes low and blows the thing up at the point of attack, everything went south from there. Yes, it did. Now they were um, they were down sixteen nine, one score game. Then the Bucks were able to get a safety, which that gave them two more points. So eighteen to nine is still a game. And then there was a, a big time catch and touchdown by the Bucks. Second and four. Here's another broken tackle. This is the rookie Trey Palmer, and he is gone. Touchdown, Buccaneers. And that was the play that broke the game open there for the Bucks. They were able to go on to win 32-9. We have more of Out of Bounds coming up after this break. It's live from the Hogsmeade Market studio. Joe Franklin, Reggie Swin, Todd Pierce. Stay tuned. Have you found the keys to unlock your best trip? On a Trafalgar tour, you unlock more than just the world. We give you the key to let down your walls and make lifelong friends. The key to discovering hidden talents and fresh perspectives. From one-of-a-kind experiences to iconic destinations, Trafalgar gives you the keys to unlock your best self. Discover more at trafalgar.com unlock. That's T-R-A-F-A-L-G-A-R dot unlock. Tour differently. latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big O' Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. Sports Center. In college basketball today, the SEC returns to action. It'll get started at 4 as 6th-ranked Tennessee will host Florida. That game will be on ESPN2. Missouri will take on Alabama and Tuscaloosa at 6 on SEC Network. 
South Carolina hosts Georgia at 8 on ESPNU. And Arkansas would try to get a much-needed win tonight as they host Texas A&M at 8. The Aggies come into the matchup with a 10-6 record and 1-2 in conference. They're coming off a big win on Saturday against 6th-ranked Kentucky, winning 97-92 in overtime. Coverage for that game can be heard on the buzz starting at 7.30. Stay tuned after the game for the Guadney Chevrolet Guadney Buick GMC postgame show. And nationally, there's only one ranked matchup tonight. 20th-ranked BYU will host 24th-ranked Iowa State at 8 on the Big 12 Network or ESPN+. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Guys, it's a new year, baby. It's 2024. Low T Center can make it a great one. If you've been feeling tired and grumpy, you've noticed a lack of motivation and drive, you may have low T. Low testosterone levels can cause weight gain, loss of muscle mass, and so much more. I recommend Low T Center. That's where I get my levels tested. They make it quick. They make it easy to get all your levels checked, and it's only 25 bucks. And with their on-site lab, you'll get results back in about 25 minutes. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Christy Pettit in Maumel, Matt Cooper in Russellville, or Madison Buse in England. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. After watching the officials take a victory away from Detroit and gift it to Dallas, I thought of Leonard Cohen's words in the song Everybody Knows. Everybody knows that the dice are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. The poor stay poor, the rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows. Well, everybody but Dallas fans anyway, and that ref. What all NFL fans can agree on is that Double B's is the best in the league. The best for drinks, snacks, hot food and coffee, and a bunch of other things. It's Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Hey, it's Brooke here, and at Chris Crane Hyundai, we've got a huge selection of pre-loved vehicles like never before. Late models loaded with new technology? Check. Payments to fit any budget? Check. Silverados, Civics, Broncos, and more? Check, check, check. Thanks that love to say yes? You know it. Our pre-loved inventory has never been better than now. Come visit your friends at Chris Crane Hyundai on Museum Road in Conway and online at chriscranehyundai.com. What's better than getting something for free? Winning. And with the five-buck bundle from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery, you get the chance to do both. For five bucks, you get three tickets. A Powerball ticket with Power Play, a Mega Millions ticket, and a free Natural State Jackpot ticket. That's three ways to win. So ask for the five-buck bundle today. Bundle is eligible with quick picks only. Offer ends February 29th. Call 1-800-522-4700 for problem gambling helpline. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people.
dead by the hour and older by the minute. My boss just pushed me over the limit. I'd like to call him something. I think I'll just call it a day. Welcome back to Out of Bounds, live from the Hogsmeade Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Reggie Swinton. If you want to get into the show today, you can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America, life and feedback. We're going to go to the phones and talk to Ryan in Hot Springs. What's up, Ryan? Hey, buddy. How you been? I'm sorry I hadn't called in in a while. Oh, everything's good, man. Good to hear from you. Yeah, so you staying warm? Are y'all both staying warm? I sure hope so. It's it's miserable out here. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, just sitting in in uh, in the heat and getting outside every now and then though, just to see what the snow right. looks like and see if we can get out of here. But as of now, can't do it. So the reason why I called, I called about the Kansas City uh, and the Bills matchup. I think the question you got to ask yourself: Who do you trust more, uh, the quarterback for the Bills or uh, the receiving core at, of? Uh, uh, Kansas City, because both of them have been known to let you down this year. So I, I think that's something you got to look at for this matchup. Um, I know both are, are, are doing better uh, lately, but even though old Travis Kelsey had a couple of drops this past weekend, uh, I, I think that's just something that needs to be kind of uh, looked at if you're going to do some betting on them and uh, do some pondering on. Uh, that's just my thoughts. Hope you all have a great day and go Hogs. And uh, let's beat A&M. Let's get, let's get this thing going. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a must. Yeah, with that game, there's a lot to point out with uh, the Chiefs and the Bills, and we got a few days to think about it and and really dig into it, especially with that being the last game. The teams that won yesterday's games and the Bucks and the Bills, they knew that they were going to have the fortune of being able to play on Sunday simply because they were already behind in a day with Monday. Now, there were some, uh, some questions about the future of some of the coaches involved in yesterday's games. And so there was Sean McDermott for the Bills. They came out on the good end, so no worries there. And then Mike Tomlin asked about his future, has a year remaining on his contract. And so there's speculation as to what he may do next. It's not necessarily that Steelers don't want him, but... Does Mike Tomlin still want to coach? He was asked about it yesterday in the press conference. And, of course, there's always going to be more made out of the situation because of the fact that, um, you know, there is some question there. There's some doubt. And then Mike Tomlin, when asked about his future, and this was at the end of the press conference when he's kind of looking around and the moderator is asking any more questions and then that question comes in. Coach, what do you think, uh, what, is it, what are your thoughts on your future? And at that moment, halfway into the question, he knew where it was going. He started walking out. Makes like Speedy Gonzalez and heads for the exit. Yeah. And the thing about it, Todd, it's, it's going to be a big deal made of it simply because he left on that question. But the thing is, they're going to have – an exit press conference where he actually addresses the media. So he can he can address those things in the moment. That was a reporter that covers the Steelers, and so somebody that he's used to seeing every day, he probably 
knew the question was coming, but he just didn't want to be bothered because we're talking right after the game is over. Exactly. And, I mean, and, and, I, I, I'm sorry. I understand why the reporter asked the question, but I also understand why uh, Coach Tomlin doesn't want to answer it. So I, I think Tomlin's response was absolutely the perfect response. He's like, you know what? I don't have to deal with you any longer. I've given you the answers I can give you. I'm done. And he walked off. I think that was absolutely perfect. Yeah, and he he has time to think about things. And, you know, he wasn't going to be able to do anything in that moment but give a standard answer, which they're used to him giving those standard-type answers. And so he just didn't want to be bothered in the moment right after the game. And those are the initial thoughts. You're thinking about how the game played out. You want to uh, answer the questions about the game itself. You don't want to answer questions about what is is this going to look like, not only for you personally, but for their questions about the quarterback situation and all kinds of things. And they have plenty of time over the offseason to think about certain things and break all that down. So yesterday, in the moment, right after the game, that was something he just didn't want to be bothered with, just didn't want to address it at all. Yeah, and, and and like I said, I mean, I, I completely I can understand both sides of the coin, but yeah, I just if that's not something you're willing to address, I mean, uh, as is the case in other uh, walks of life, silence is a response. So take from that what you will. Absolutely, and then Nick Sirianni, Eagles coach. There's been a lot of speculation around Nick Sirianni and what he may do. Um, he he says. Uh, as he was asked about the question also, that he's not thinking about what's next. It was right after the game for him, so he's not thinking about that. But, of course, he was going to be asked the question, especially with circumstances surrounding the Eagles and the losing streak that they've had and just how they've looked all together in this rough stretch, getting to the playoffs, and it ends the way that it did. Yeah, and I mean, that's the most surprising thing, the way they came out of the gate and they were just looking like, you know, it was Super Bowl or bust, you know, going through week 11, you're 10-1 and one and things are riding high, and then the wheels just fall off. So, I mean, it's understandable to have some questions surrounding why things ended the way they did. Um, I don't know. I, you'd color me a little bit surprised if they make a coaching change, but that's just me. You're talking about a year removed from the team going to the Super Bowl, and of course they come back with those same expectations, and they're thinking about what they can do to improve upon where they were. They went to the Super Bowl, so now the goal is to win it, and then they come up short. So that's where uh, it's more about, once again, speculation outside the building. Right. But you try to read into what you see from the owners and they're always putting the cameras on them. They did it with Jerry Jones during the Cowboys game. Yep. And they did it with Jeffrey Lurie during the the Eagles and Bucks game yep. yesterday. Yeah, and, and then it, again, it's it's important to reflect on what happened to, you know, sort of reflect and 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 inspect what happened and see what went wrong or what you think went wrong and what you think you can correct, but uh yeah, sometimes I think these these rumors just get a little out of hand too quickly. And so, like I said, it would just be me, but you could probably color me a little surprised if they decided to go in a different direction with the head coach. 
DJ says, Eagles' body language tells me everything that they weren't ready to play. He says, LOL. So, um, it was just that they were without their top receiver, A.J. Brown. Now, Devontae Smith, he showed up, and he has shown up. But it's more than just Devontae Smith. It would have to be a lot more. They couldn't get the running game going. Nope. Jalen Hurts is a part of the running game. Um, he had an injury to his finger on his throwing hand. And there so, were questions about that. I thought Hurts played pretty well, given the circumstances. Yeah. And then, you know, towards the end of the game, you saw him on the sidelines. You saw Jason Kelsey on the sidelines. And it was more of they knew the, the game was in hand. Why take any risk of injury at that point in the game when right. you know that there's no chance to win the game? And then with Jason Kelsey... He was telling teammates, and you could see from just him on the sidelines what it looked like that he was saying his goodbyes, and there were some conversations with teammates, with coaches, and then uh, a source has come out to say that, yes, Jason Kelsey was telling teammates that he is retiring. And you hate to see someone go out like that, especially with the career that, that he's had and and the things that he's been able to accomplish, but... I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, there's only one team that's going to win their final game every season. I mean, yeah, for Jason, I would have liked to have seen it, but, uh, you know, things just sometimes don't shake out the way you want them to. The thing about Jason Kelsey is he's a Super Bowl champion. It's not as if right, he, he's never, not like he never won, won one. Right. And he's the top center in the game still. But you want to be able to go out when you can kind of still play at a high level. You sure. don't want to go out where it's like, okay, it's time for this guy to retire because he can't play anymore. He can still play, but he's at that point in his career where it is year to year. Yeah, I mean, he's 36 years old. You're going to reach a point where things start to break down, and do you really find yourself wanting to play through that and go through all the mental hurdles of having to do that? And I I think he's just pretty well decided that this is his time to go. He's he's having to think at the end of every season also – to say, do I want to continue doing this? And then with a family at home and right. he has young kids, that's what you have to look forward to when you have young kids as a player, a coach. You want to be able to watch those kids grow and any kind of activities that they have right. going be active on. You want to them, be there yeah. for it and you want to be able to participate in it. Sure, absolutely. I mean, it makes complete sense. I think I think uh, you know, he, he's reached that point in his career where he's like, what more can I achieve? Yeah, it would be nice to maybe win another Super Bowl or, or something along that line. But, yeah, I mean, everyone's point where they say they've had enough is different. And, obviously, Jason has reached his point where he feels he's done what he can do. So, uh, I mean, good for him that he was able to make that decision and that he's, you know, he's, he's, he's decided to stick to it. So, I mean, good for him. There's even speculation about Travis Kelsey and the fact that he could decide to step away at some point because of the same type of deal. And Travis Kelsey, both those guys, you know, doing the podcast, the New Heights podcast, mm-hmm. they built something off the field that they're able to continue after their careers. But Travis Kelsey has been in the spotlight even more so. And, you know, whenever he decides to hang it up, he's going to be fine off the field. He could easily do something in in TV or whatever he decides to do off the field once he's done playing. 
I, I think you're absolutely right. I think he's probably, of the two, he's probably more likely to be seen on an NFL pregame show or even as an analyst in the booth for sure. But, yeah, there, there's no limit. I think they both could could do some things off the field beside the podcast they're already doing um, that would be beneficial to them financially. But I think uh, Travis is definitely the one who would probably be a little bit uh, more prominent as far as, uh, you know, being in the booth or or in a in a studio somewhere, and uh, it it probably, I think a lot of these guys you don't know if, if they want to do games, but yeah, studio that that would be the place for them to be because they know the games inside and out and they'd be able to break it down at a high level, and they're always looking for that. There's always going to be a need for players as analysts to be able to break down these games, but there's a need for somebody to do it in the booth during games. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I mean, if I just thinking off the top of my head, I would think, you know, Travis could probably write whatever check he wants with whatever network will we'll, we'll sign it for him. Um, Jason Kelsey probably uh, might have a little bit of that ability, but I would think he you might see him more if he were to choose that route. I'm not saying that he will, but if he were to choose to, you could. Pro- I would imagine Jason Kelsey would be like on NFL Network, maybe or um, the Westwood One National Broadcast or something like that. Southern Structural Solutions text line. We have a message says the NFL is so rigged, and it showed as the losing team's players look like they weren't even trying. It's all about the big business and the Benjamins, fellas. Don't know about that. But, the, you know, that's been put out there before, and the NFL has uh, kind of had some fun with that themselves where they had the commercial saying that this isn't part of the script and that things are scripted. So the NFL has had some fun because they've heard that same deal also. Yeah, and that's just exactly what it is, just poking poking the bear and, and stoking the fire and making it seem that uh, things are, in fact, scripted. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's all in good fun. Reg, what are your thoughts on that as far as uh, somebody saying that it's all scripted? I think we may have lost Reg, as a matter of fact. Okay, we'll try to get him back. There he is. One, two, can y'all hear me? We got you now, Ricky. We got you. I've been here the whole time. I've been trying to talk, and (laughs) y'all... I've been trying to talk, and y'all just ran off. Well, (laughs) our apologies. The floor is yours, Reg. Go ahead. Joe, go ahead. No, I was talking about Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey. It was really... Hard to watch last night, and I'm not an Eagles fan at all, but when you see a guy like that, man, that's poured in 13 years to one team, gave his blood, sweat, and tears, you the hurt last night on his face when he realized that that was his last game. And I think I said this a couple weeks ago, Joe, there's so many guys that want to go out on their own, and they want to know that this game is my last game. And so many guys are not afforded that opportunity. And so for him to walk off the field on his own terms knowing that he gave everything he had winning one Super Bowl and not letting the system tell you that you're not good enough, man, kudos to him. Kudos to the, you know, his his um, uh, playing career, to what he's achieved, and to the way he played the game. The way he played the game was the right way. 
And, uh, man, shout out to him. I'm not an Eagles fan, though, but, again, great job, Jason. Southern Structural Solutions text line says, Emmett Smith alluded to it being rigged in a video Sunday night. He did. So he what, did. What, did, what did Emmett have to say about it? He was talking about Vegas, about, it, you know, it looked like um, – that game was playing to Vegas odds and what Vegas was setting out the way um, on some particular call, uh, I saw some of it. And it was really strange to hear Emmett, somebody who's a legend, say that because years ago, Joe, I said this on the Buzz radio station and got some flack behind it because, again, I played in the game I thought was, was, was a bit rigged. Uh, but when I brought it up, it was all... Uh, you bitter, you this and that. And so when he said it, it's like, okay, it's okay if Emmett says it. And a lot of people think that, and some of the players think that, but, you know, I played in one game that I thought was, was that way as well. What, what were some of the circumstances that had you think in that way, or even over the years, what are some of the things that have happened to make you think, you know, there could be something to it? Well, in particular, 2001, when we were playing the New York Giants in New York, that's the game Clint Steiner had started. We had just signed Ryan Leaf a couple of weeks earlier, and we were playing that game without Emmitt Smith because he had got hurt. So we had Troy Hamburg as our starting tailback and Michael Wiley. And uh, we're up at the half by, what, 24, 25 points. And you would think if you got your third-string quarterback in there, in which Clint should have been our starter, but our third-string quarterback in there because Quincy Carter was hurt, Anthony Wright was hurt, and so they brought in Ryan Leaf to back up Clint. Uh, and we're up by 24, 25 points at halftime. And you would think, okay, if you're up with your third-string quarterback, the second half you come out and you run the ball and you milk that clock. We come out throwing the ball in the second half and it put Clinton in a bad position to where Clint threw, I think, three picks in the second half. And then they brought in Ryan Leaf and he threw a pick or two. And it came down to the last-second kick and Morton Anderson drilled like a 48, 50-yard field goal to beat us. And I remember thinking to myself, even then, as a 25-year-old young player, like, why are we throwing the ball? We should be running the ball. And we threw the ball the whole second half, and it made me think that it was some rigged. Because there's no way you throw the ball the majority of the second half knowing you're up by 24, 25 points. There's no way you do that. No, no, that just doesn't happen. And it, it's, not, it's not smart to even coach like that or play like that when you know that you can keep the clock running and you can take advantage of having that type of lead. Not that you're not going to you know, continue to try to score, but you want to be able to take as much time off the clock while keeping your foot on the gas and trying to score. That just increases your chance of winning the game. And, you know, here's what we couldn't figure out because Clint had a really, really great game the week before against the Cardinals. He had a really great game, and we thought that Clint was going to be the starter for a while. But then... After that game, man, when our with our um, uh, coordinator Jack Riley, he come out gunning. And when I tell you throwing the ball, we threw the ball damn near every play, even after Clinton threw like I think his second pick, and we're still throwing the ball. And like our first half was flawless. New York couldn't move the ball; they couldn't do a thing. I think I think Kerry Collins was their quarterback, and he had a horrible first half. We had a pick six. Uh, our running game was on point the first half, so while we come out the second half throwing the ball, nobody could figure it out. And we lost that game on the last second field goal by Morton Anderson. 
We have more of Out of Bounds coming up after this break. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio, Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Reggie Swinton. If you want to get into the show today, you can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America, life and feedback. All the ways to get in without a bounds. Stay tuned after this break. More coming up. If you are looking for a safe and loving home for you or your loved one, visit Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center. Just 15 minutes from Little Rock in Benton, our skilled nursing staff is dedicated to providing quality long-term care and short-term therapy. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. You can call Heartland home. Hey, it's Matt Zimmerman for Telco Federal Credit Union. Looking for your next truck and shocked by the prices? As a member of Telco Federal Credit Union, they can help finance your next purchase, whether from a dealership or from an individual. Telco can even finance your out-of-state funds, and if needed, they can help with vehicle values and negotiation tips. The local team at Telco Federal Credit Union will find you the right loan, the lowest rate, and make the process easy. Stop in, log on, or call 501 375 Three, two, one. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. And Doug. With Liberty Mutual, you can customize and save hundreds on your car insurance. But what to buy with those savings? Yep, I bought a sound effects machine. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Savings may vary underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates excludes Massachusetts. Liberty, 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 Liberty. A motorcycle seems pretty simple. It has one engine, two wheels, and plenty of attitude. But you crash one of these babies, and things get complicated quick. That's when you need these guys. At Rainwater Holton Section, we keep it simple. When the insurance company tries to pay you less, we fight to get you more. No hassle, no confusing legal terms, and no fee unless we get money for you. Keep it simple. Call Rainwater, Holt, and Sexton. Motorcycle crash anywhere in the state. Dial 888-8888. Non-lawyer spokesperson. Responsible attorney Michael Rainwater and Bob Sexton. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. 
And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash sports. Ramp.com slash sports. R-A-M-P dot com slash sports. Hey folks, this is Trey Johnson with HJ Trailer Sales in Hot Springs, and we have a big New Year's sale going on. All current inventory has been marked down like a 23 Delta 32 foot 24K trailer down over $3,000. A good guy's 35 plus 5 20K trailer marked down over $3,000 under MSRP. All these trailers come with a one year factory warranty. We have financing for everyone, whether you have good credit or bad credit. Come see why so many people are choosing to buy from HJ Trailer Sales. Check us out at Facebook or at hjtrailersales.com. Southern Bank presents Family Feud on 103.7 The Buzz. Tune in to Morning Mayhem on Tuesday mornings for your chance to play with Justin Moore, David, and Roger. Family Feud on Morning Mayhem brought to you by Southern Bank. Bank with Southern.com. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. out of bounds joe franklin todd pierce reggie swinton if you want to get involved in the show today you can call 501-661-1037 southern structural solutions text line same number 501-661-1037 gangster museum of america life and feedback we have a message there that says and it's from geronimo says concussions i know what they feel like i do know that what concussed people look like I'm sure that Matt Stafford was concussed, or what they used to say had the, your bell rung, and he was staring up at the sky after the hit. What do you think? It did appear that Matt Stafford had, had a concussion, and uh, he did not come out of the game. And we saw over the course of some of the other games where players were taken out for concussions. Joe, they're not going to take Matt out of the game, not unless he just can't get up, he, he, you know, he can't function, not that type of game, not in the playoffs where you saw both quarterbacks come from each team, uh, man, ratings, money, they, you know, it's a business, and they're going to continuously keep it that way, and, you know, unless he couldn't move, something was broke or torn, they was not going to pull him out of that game. So how, how can they go about operating like that where they're constantly talking about player safety, we know that concussions are a big deal. The league has been 
sued by several players because of concussions, former players that are uh, that have a lawsuit going on. How, how can they justify keeping a guy in a game like that when you can clearly see that something was going on and they're supposed to have independent neuro- neurologists that recognize these things and point out players on the field and have them come off the field to be evaluated? Joe, I'm going to give you the honest, the, the honest and pure answer. They want to appear that they care about us. They don't care about us, man. They care about how can we generate them more money. So on the surface, yeah, they're getting all these tests done and they're taking players out the game. But, but unless that player is a, you know, a player that's, that's not a marquee player, it's really hard to explain, Joe. But it's about money. And as long as they can continuously make money off of us, again, they want to appear that they care about our, uh, our well-being and what we're going through. They don't. Because as soon as we're done playing, <laughs> they forget about us. And there's so many players in my position that can come and tell you the same thing that I just told you. Once you're done playing, especially after your fifth year of you being done playing, they don't care about you no more. Now, we saw a play in the uh, Steelers-Bills game yesterday where Joey Porter Jr., he was taken off the field and evaluated for a concussion, but it's a play that I don't know if there specifically is a penalty for it, but it probably should be a penalty, and uh, maybe that's something else that the competition committee would look at if it's something that they see happening quite a bit, if it's just a rare occurrence and uh, this is something that happened, maybe not, maybe not get to that extent. But if you know, there's a there's a penalty for blocking in the back, and you know they want to keep players safe in that way, where you want to be able to see what you're hitting or who hits you or whatever the case may be. So on the player that Joey Porter Jr. got hurt on, he's going to make a play on on Steph Diggs, and he has him kind of wrapped up, trying to bring him down. Steph Diggs is still trying to fight for momentum and and get away from him. An offensive lineman comes behind Joey Porter Jr and hits him now you can understand where you see players trying to pull their players trying to push their players but for a player to be engaged and trying to uh bring down another player and then another player comes in and hits him and he hit him you know where there was contact to the back of his head and that's what resulted in him having a concussion we see it all the time there's a penalty for players coming to jump on the pile and especially jumping on the pile late there probably needs to be a penalty for a player come coming to hit a player from behind you know hitting them in the back when he's engaged with another player you know not saying that's right but that happens all the time when you see you know the ball carrier you're fighting for more yards and the offensive lineman come and hits whoever it is the last person that's back that they come in hit them hard they come push them trying trying to get more yardage so I don't know how to regulate that because it's been happening for years. Um, I mean, what else will, will, will the um, league regulate? I mean, everything that we're doing right now, or they're doing right now, they're being scrutinized for it. So, you know, again, pretty soon, Joe, it's going to be flag football. Give it about yeah. seven, eight <laughs> years, and it's going to be it's gonna exactly like the Pro Bowl. <laughs> what else do you that's something that That's something that we've... Yeah, that's something that we've talked about before. I think the difference, though, Reg, in this one is when you're talking about a scrum and several players being there, they do 
throw a flag for somebody jumping on the pile late. And a lot of that comes from if they blow the whistle and, and players are coming in and trying to take players off the pile or hitting the pile late. But the difference in a scrum where you are trying to push for those extra yards, you know, that's one thing. But I see this being a difference where it, it's almost like a block in the back or that type penalty where you're talking about somebody one player that gets hit by another player and they don't see the contact it's either from it you know it's it's in a in a place where it would be considered a block in the back type deal but it's more of it's just contact in the back more than a, a block in the back because that, that's what he did he just came flying in and just basically hit him in the back of the head you know as he has Steph Diggs wrapped up so you know how they have the uh, the blocking type deal where it's like you're engaged as a, a defender and then somebody right. comes, they can't, can't come hit low. you low while you are in the middle of blocking or trying to get past another another offensive lineman. It, it's kind of in that same sense. So then what do you call when that's happening and the offensive lineman comes and hits his own man trying to push the uh, ball carrier forward? And his own man gets hurt. So do you? So is there a penalty for hitting your own man in that same manner? You know what I mean? Because the lineman is trying to come from behind and just push the guy forward. So whoever is right there is going to get hit. Yeah. Yeah, I see where I see where you're going with that. So yeah, maybe in a sense it, it should be that, but probably more so the defender because the defender is. Somebody who, um, what do they say about it? Um, I can't even think of the word right now, but yeah, defenseless. Yeah, he's defenseless. Yeah, Yeah, he's defenseless simply because he's trying to make a tackle and somebody comes in and hits him as he's trying to make a tackle. Well, we'll talk more about that, but hour two, we're going to get into some Razorback basketball. We're going to talk to Coach Z, Matt Zimmerman, on the other side of break. Stay tuned. More of Out of Bounds coming up. The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Crane Hyundai of Conway, Blackman Auctions, Bell Chevrolet, and Arkansas Scholarship Lottery. Willie D's Rock and Roll Piano Bar open every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Cold drinks and dueling pianos, deep nightclub downstairs hosts karaoke on Tuesdays, and DJs spin on Friday and Saturday nights. Visit Willie 